Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Community Solutions Podcast, where we inspire and encourage all employees and entrepreneurs to improve their workplace culture. How do we do that? We do that by sharing real life experiences that produce practical and unifying solutions. Not all change will come from the top. Sometimes we have to work at it from the bottom. I am your host, Kim, the SME. And today we're going to be talking about some current events. Okay, because right now we are hearing a lot about company strikes going on. And so the title of this episode is Good Business, Poor Management, or Strike Worthy. Let's get into it. What do you hear? What what comes across your mind when you hear good business? Have you ever left an establishment and said, now that's good business? Or maybe left an organization and said, now that's bad business. Usually that comes after having a poor customer service experience, or maybe the, the product or the service was not as expected or as advertised, or maybe there's an issue with the functionality. And when you go to return it or make a complaint, you're not met with the expectation that you believe that company had. Is that good business? That's what we're going to be talking about today. What makes a business good? Most people would say what makes a business good is their product or their service. Others would say it would be how they treat their customers. But guess what? I believe it's all about the employee experience because once you improve the employee experience, it impacts everything around the organization, whether it's the investors, the stakeholders, right? The vendors, suppliers, the customers, maybe your advertisers, your third party vendors. It impacts everyone. And if you can positively impact your employees, you will have a much better result in the overall experience of your organization and as well as your product. Do all businesses do that? No, not at all. Many businesses focus more on the stakeholders, which are the investors, more than the employees or more than what they invest or um input into their product, goods, or service. Where do you fall in that? Where do you think good business lies? If you were to change one thing about an organization to make it a better company, what would you change? I truly believe that the employee experience is at the center of a great business. What good is having a good product If the employee satisfaction is bad, if you have a good, if you, if a company has a good product and poor employee relations, imagine what would happen to that product and quality of that product had they had more satisfied employees. It all goes up. It all goes up. But as we see today, 
with all that's in the news about these corporations and the shareholders and the strikes. Priorities are different. Priorities are different for everyone. But at what expense? At what cost? So all this had me interested in the definition of integrity. We use the word all the time, but I really wanted to get a great understanding of exactly what integrity means and, and is defined in the dictionary. So the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines integrity as the firm adherence to a code, especially morale or artistic values. It says it's the value of incorruptibility, the quality and state of being complete and undivided. Now, the Cambridge Dictionary states that it is the quality of being honest and having strong principles that you refuse to change, to stand firm and, and remain unwavering. Now, if we just took that last excerpt of being of standing firm and being unwavering, many companies could say that even though their principles are, are not high standards, they could be poor standards, but they're saying that they're unwavering and um, they're standing firm on those. That is not integral. So I just wanted to put that out there so that we are all on the same page of what the dictionary defines integrity as. Okay. And so it's really important to ask ourselves and for, for us entrepreneurs to ask ourselves, you know, why are we making decisions? Who is it affecting? Who is it impacting? Who is our priority? Many entrepreneurs, especially during this time, they have become entrepreneurs because they have been in corporate America or they've been in the workplace and they see, they have experienced what they don't like. That's why they've moved to have their own business because they don't want to be a part of that. Whatever it was, whether it was poor management or um, the, the lack of principles or how they treat their employees, how, however it is that they were in the workforce and decided to move to be an entrepreneur because of that, we have to make sure that we are not recreating what we left. It's very important that when you don't like something, you don't go and instill it and apply it into your own realm, your own uh, livelihoods, your own businesses. because. The whole part of community, which is karma, intuition, mindfulness, is treating others how you want to be treated. So if you didn't like the treatment you were getting working for someone else, make sure you're not performing those same acts in your own business, in your own corporation. So that is very important. So my question to you is, what do you put first? Who are your priorities? What are your priorities? Are they your stakeholders? Who are your investors? Are they your employees? Is it your bottom line? Will you do anything in your business to make sure that you have profits? We see that as well right now. And I'm sure I'll, for, for, 
We have been seeing that. There are plenty of books. Slavery was about the bottom line, right? So I'm not even going to get that far into it. But we have to see, we have to identify, and we have to know what our priorities are. Businesses have many needs, and there's many aspects, as I've mentioned already, that they have to satisfy. Like I said, the customers, the vendors, the end users, your future customers. You should be protecting your name and your reputation. Then there's the competition. Okay? Now, when some companies have a stakeholder focus or an investor focus, it's always about the bottom line because that business is, is focused on the returns for their investors. They want to make sure that these investors are making profits. They are meeting expectations and going above the expected returns on their investment. And many times that comes at a cost on the employee side or sometimes the product side. And we'll go into those different industries in a minute. Now, I read an article from the Forbes magazine and um, it was titled Companies Must Decide What Stakeholder Capitalism Means to Them. And so it's very important for us entrepreneurs and even the employees, because you may one day become an, an, an entrepreneur, but it's important that when you do have investors and you do have stakeholders, that, that you all understand what's expected. Sometimes we can be very quick to um, um, seek investment, seek funds to run the business, right? At a cost. And so sometimes you're engaging with, with investors who could care less about your employees, could care less about your staff, could care less about your company culture. They want what they want, and that's returns. They want a return on their investment. So they may say, hey, you need to cut this department or you need to cut this staff because our, we're, it's not looking good. Our numbers aren't looking good, so we need you to make a quick decision and let some people go. And this is based off of a budget. It's not even factual yet. This is what they foresee. Okay? And so, like I said, it's very important that we understand who we are getting in business with. Is that how you want to run your business? Or do you have do you have standards? Do you have a company culture? Are there other ways that you would prefer to cut first? Because the staff doesn't have to be the first. Especially if this is maybe your 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 um your downtime. So then what happens in in your when your ebbs and flows, what happens when business starts back up again? Now you have to go through the rehiring process. Do you know how much money that takes with the hiring and the, the interviewing and, and all of that? The outsourcing? 
So it takes time and it takes even more resources. And then when you really need someone, it's too late. And then you have to train them over again. So these are things that that entrepreneurs really need to think about. Same as investors. Have you thought about any of this? I'm just curious. So in this article, again, this came out in 2021. It talks about understanding the customers and meeting their needs. Right. It's about having relationships with key members of the supply chain and building healthy cultures. So it's about having a balance. Yes, we want to make sure our investors and stakeholders are happy, as well as have a pleasant and positive work culture and environment for our employees and return a profit and have great um, products and services that we are providing to, to the world. We can have it all. We can have it all and it doesn't have to be at the expense of employees or products or services or quality. This article states good business takes these actions to build long-term value for their shareholders and a reputation for sustainability and it can have a lasting competitive advantage because not everybody's doing it. If you can handle all three of these, which these companies can, if they choose the right stakeholders. And some of these companies don't even have investors. They are just choosing to do what they see and what they see other companies do and maybe comparing their business to other competitors and they see their competitors laying off. And I believe truly that's how we get into a recession in the first place because of what we believe is going to happen. And so we are proactive in laying off because we foresee a recession when in actuality you're creating it because now you're laying off people and all these other companies are laying off people because they believe they foresee something when in actuality they are actually creating that environment that they are foreseeing. That's just my, that's just my take on it. That's just my take on it. So getting back to good business, I believe good business also is about addressing or acknowledging issues throughout the world. It could be environmental, governmental, some like to stay away. I totally understand, but this is what good businesses do. They take a stand on something. It doesn't have to be every issue, but they do take a stand. They do make it known. And when you have a company, you have a mission statement anyway. So that is your stance. Are you sticking by it? Does that statement apply to every aspect of your company? That's what good business is. A company that has a statement and lives by it, works by it, follows it. I don't know if you've ever been in a company I have where all of the 
statements and values are written all along the hallways on the walls when you walk in the business. But when you actually sit there and you are involved in the day-to-day -day operations, none of that is applied. None of that is applied. And so it looks good, but it's not good. And I know I'm not the only one that has experienced that. But yes, do they address events going on in society? What are they standing on? Are they supporting it? Are they addressing it? Or are they ignoring it? I've been at companies and I can't think of what it was, but it was something major going on in the news and nothing was being discussed in the workplace. Nothing. It was as if nothing, as if there was no emotions, as if there was no support. And I honestly can't think, there's been so many but I honestly, it's so hard to work for a company like that. I'm not sure if you've experienced it or not. I'm sure the ones tuning in to this podcast have had these experiences. That's the only reason how you found me is because that there is something that's relatable. There's something that you've looked up and found this podcast. And I'm talking about solutions here. The rules and policies you create determines your culture. And the, this goes for the employees too. This goes for the employees too because how you act, what you tolerate, your inaction also contributes to the culture that you're in. So it's not good enough to just say, I work in a horrible environment in a negative workspace if you're not doing anything about it and your hands are not always tied. And I do understand that many people would just rather leave. I understand that some things are not your battles. Some things are not meant for you to fight, but that wasn't my experience. My experience was that's not right. And I'm not going to tolerate it. And, and especially when it's, when it's directly relating to me. I mean, how can, how can you let someone else who's not involved speak up for you? At some point, you have to speak up for yourself. And so that was my experience. So when, when I did have that experience, I faced it. I stepped up to it. I made it known. And then when it wasn't addressed or resolved appropriately, then I would escalate it. And again, I know some people would rather just sit back and tolerate it and be miserable or just leave the job and go to another one and see that that one is just the same. My whole purpose in having this podcast is saying that, hey, change can come and it can be related to you. It can come from you. You can start it. You're not the president. You're not the manager. You're not the CFO. You're not the controller. You're none of that. But 
you do have power. You have a voice. You have options. You don't have to tolerate it. Is it tiring? Yes. But my whole thing, and look, when, when, when I did escalate it to the CEO and he asked me, well, why, why, why would you want to take it this far? If you really truly had an issue with the manager and what they were doing and your reviews and all of that, why not just leave? And do you know what my response was? Why should I have to leave? Why should I have to go through and update my resume? Even though I already keep it updated, but you know, update my resume and go out and, and spend all this time searching and looking for some, somewhere to work when I'm not the issue. This person is the issue. They should be the ones looking. They should be the one looking for another position. They are the ones that's not following the policies and procedures that you've set forth. They are the ones that's causing the challenges in the workplace. They are the ones in the wrong. And if I was the one to leave, it's not making it better for the person that comes behind me. The person behind me will still have to experience the same thing I've encountered. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay. The person that's the problem or the challenge is the one that needs to be addressed and handled in a certain manner, not me. And so when, when I said that and they heard it, they, they understood. And so that manager had to go through training again. And she had to go over how to properly do an employee um, performance evaluation. And what are the rules and the do's and do nots? There was already a list, but she wasn't following it. So that makes me think, can there be a good business that makes poor decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are many good businesses that make poor decisions. That's poor management. And guess what? No one is perfect. There is no one in this world. There is no company, no organization in this world that's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes bad decisions. It's about how do you recover from it? How do you correct it? How do you respond to it? Do you hide from it or do you face it? Do you correct it? That's what it's about. So yes, the title of this episode is Good Business, Poor Management, Strike Worthy. We've talked about the good business. I just gave you an example of poor management. And that happens all the time. Just because there's poor management doesn't mean that it's a bad company. It just means that there's some changes that need to be made. And the right people have probably not have been um, notified yet. Usually that's at, at a lower level. Usually that's at a lower level. When you have issues and let's see, some of the issues may be not getting paid overtime. 
like you should be, or your hours are wrong, or you're making a complaint um, regarding a, a disgruntled coworker, and nothing is done about it. Now, these are the type of things that need to be addressed before it escalates. We see it all the time. One coworker shoots another coworker, or a fight breaks out in the hospital because of the 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 the, the team doesn't get along. These are things that need to be addressed. And if we go back, and I don't know all the facts and everything on, on these articles, but if you go back and you actually dig into the situation, I always think like, I wonder what complaints were made before. I wonder if there were any clues. I wonder if there were any notes being taken, you know, throughout, throughout their employment. Were there prior confrontations? Because it usually doesn't, it doesn't just happen just out the blue. Usually there's a buildup. And so it's important that these types of things are identified and notated and responded to. And corrective action is, is suggested and required. And maybe termination. Maybe termination. But usually these are case-by-case case basis, this is individual versus individual or individual versus um, decision-making, right? So you can still have a good business with poor management. It's about how you resolve it. It's about how you resolve it. And then they're strike-worthy. So as this episode is coming out, I'm discussing strikes because of these actor guilds that's on strike, these automaking companies that's on strike. We're not talking about individual, individual. We're talking about entire departments, entire companies or, or areas or segments unhappy with the work conditions or the pay or safety or you know, hours worked or not getting paid or promotions or living wage. We have <laughs> a multitude of people in an organization saying, hey, there is a problem. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Tune in next week for the continuation. And I look forward to another episode of Community Solutions Podcast. You all be blessed.